As a quick disclaimer before we get to the content of the episode, we do want to give a small warning that we will be covering some more mature content. So if you're within earshot of a young one, be conscious of your environment as you listen. Welcome to Lights, Camera, Sin, another Catholic guy's talk show of which we are the worst. I'm Eddie. I'm Alec. I'm Tanner. And today we are going to be talking about some, how do you want to word this? Topics. Welcome back to Sinner's Take. We have a good friend of ours here today named Tanner. Tanner, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, 30 am, seconds and oh, go. Oh, oh my. Uh, my name is Tanner. I am a youth minister here in sunny Southern California at a parish named Redacted. And <laughs> love that parish. Yeah, love that parish, man. It's Same the best. Exact. And uh, yeah, I've been working there for almost two years now. Before that, I was doing a lot of volunteer work in ministry for about five years, as everybody kind of is who works in ministry. Yeah. A lot of unpaid hours. And then a slightly a little bit of paid hours so but it's been fun i love what i do i love the high schoolers i work with middle school high schoolers it's a it's an adventure to say the least like herding cats is what i've heard <laughs> you can take you can lead a cat to water but you can't make him purr you know amen that's what they say it's john seven john seven and uh, yeah tanner's a good friend of ours mm. we had some good conversations with him just about random things so we wanted to talk to him about a couple of those topics like you know, we've, we've talked about before how on the episodes, sometimes we'll just do more of like a general discussion on issues and we don't really have the answer. Believe it or not, we don't know everything. Uh, well, I don't. I mean, Alec might. He hasn't, he hasn't shared yet. But I, I will not deny that I know everything. <laughs> Only if, thing I know is that I know everything. If you have a podcast, <laughs> it means you know things. Exactly. Guys. Yeah. That's why Tanner doesn't have a podcast. That's why I don't have a podcast, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so today we're actually going to be talking about a couple of things. Uh, we have two topics on deck here. Um, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll just start with one and kind of work our way to the second one. They're not relevant at all to each other, mm -hmm. no. but it's just two things that are kind of, I think there's great debate amongst uh, Catholic young adults about them and just want to kind of put our heads together, think tank it a little bit. Mm. And uh, so I think we're going to be talking about one, nudity in TV shows mm. and two, financially supporting companies that support bad practices i.e planned parenthood yeah it's probably e.g planned parenthood what e. is what did i say e.g is for example i.e is for clarification but doesn't uh, i.e like, stands for an example more or less no it's latin. it doesn't it's latin for something else oh my gosh yeah. I'm the, what a fool i've been yeah <laughs> See, I didn't know this. This is why I don't have a I'm podcast. I'm going to add a glass shattering sound right here. <laughs> yeah. If you're giving a specific Gap example, it's e.g. I.E. Mean, is like a further statement of it. I really thought it was stood for an, an example. This Do you want to know what it actually stands for <laughs> no, right now? I don't. Not right now. Um, so, yeah. Nudity in TV shows. Yeah. Let's start with that one. Should we just throw the at right now? Throw the at? <laughs> at at yeah. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's it's at so Game of Thrones underscore. <laughs> it's so tough because I have a lot of friends who love 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 Game of Thrones. Love. Oh, you were gonna say nudity. Love the, love. It. <laughs> 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 I. Well, yes, and or both and. It's yeah, a right? both <laughs> and. Here at Sinner's Take. Yeah, it's a both and. Um, so I have a lot of friends who love 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 Game of Thrones, and I've always heard from them just 
why they love it and they'll point specifically to like the story the obviously not the last season for any people who know that mm -hmm. um, but most people love what it's about they love how it's not your typical fantasy story because oftentimes you can take a lot of fantasy stories and kind of just cut and paste and move stuff from one to the other where it's like they're going on this journey to find this and then there's orcs and then there's centaurs and have um, you ever seen Game of Thrones before? Yeah, I, well I'm not talking about Game of Thrones well, anyways, <laughs> but anyways they'll say that it's um, they say that it's very different. It takes a lot of like themes that are found in more mature. Oh yes, you're right there. Mature content, and they'll throw that into fantasy. And so they say that makes it different than a lot of the other fantasy things out there. And that's why they love it. You know, they never really bring up anything that they find problematic with it. So it's it's interesting when I hear being in the circle that I am in hearing one side of people going so much into the fact of, oh, it's great, it's this, I love it because of the story, the characters, whatever whatever it is. And then you have other people who go, it's problematic because of uh, the content that it contains. And you know they both seem to be oblivious of each other, where the people who are super focused on the problematic content are oblivious to maybe the art and craft behind the filmmaking. Likewise, the people who are in the appreciative category seem oblivious to why some people could even ever, or if it's possible to have something problematic with something they love. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I know we, we kind of jump right into the Game of Thrones concept because I think it is definitely like the forefront of it right now because because it has such a good story outside of a couple of things. And again, you've heard it all, you've heard it all before. You've heard the it's only the first couple seasons and then it does and then it gets better and all of that. Um, I personally have never watched Game of Thrones. However, uh, I am one of those people that loves just the fantasy genre and the complex stories. So I, I had never watched Game of Thrones like all the way through, but I have like I've read pretty much the entire story synopsis and uh, watched the crucial scenes of like most episodes or not even most episodes, but at least the important episodes. So I know the story very well and I know the characters and uh, I know, yes, that the last season really isn't good, <laughs> uh, but I wasn't as invested in it. So I wasn't as like heartbroken when I, when I really, when, as I saw it unfolding, I was like, that's dumb and that's dumb <laughs> yeah. and that's dumb. Um, and people are like genuinely heartbroken about it. But I do, so I do think with new, a lot of times nudity in shows like 50 shades of gray, like everyone could just throw it under the bus because like it's, crappy right it's like it's not yeah. a good movie yeah i have personally never seen it but it's gotten terrible all of them have gotten terrible reviews and have become a joke right so it's very easy to be like yeah there's no nudity in shows but what do you do like you said when it's something that you love like can you say and it's almost like yeah they they, they rush to the defense of like they almost they're almost slow to condemn that own individual action of like their nudity in the show because they want to defend the show as a whole yeah it's just it is a very interesting dynamic because it, it does have the camps have formed and they are, you don't see people flip flop across them very often. I don't think. Yeah. Do you think that they can't say that nudity is bad because then they'd have to stop watching the show? Is that what it's probably, I mean, probably the main reason, right? Because or they think they would have yeah. to stop. Cause I was told, I don't know by whom, but that there are edits out there that just cut out all of the sex scenes and you just are left with whatever the rest is. Yeah, well you can buy you can like buy a service called I think it's called VidAngel, for example, where they have all these series. They they you click what you want to cut out, like violence, nudity, whatever. It does that for you. So I know that that, that stuff definitely exists. Why don't we start with this? Why don't we do let's 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 steel man the argument a little bit. Why is nudity okay in shows? Some of the arguments that I've at least heard, the first and foremost is like it's art, right? That um, you know, there's nudity in art. There is that one. So there's that argument. There's the 
the Bible's R-rated. Like, you know, yeah. there's mature content and anything that's good. I guess those would probably be... Oh, and then I've heard people even say, like, you know, but it sells, which I almost feel like it's not even worth it because that's no. so easily refutable. But yeah. right. uh, I've heard the art one, I think, has been what people stick to the most because art is harder to pin down, so it's easier definitely. to hide behind. I kind of want to get to that one last because I think it's that's where the meat of it is. And as far as the Bible being having mature content, it's one thing to, like if you're saying you read the synopses of Game of Thrones, to read like Khaleesi and Drago do it versus, should I say that differently? <laughs> um, <laughs> do what, Alec? <laughs> um, New one another. You know, Khaleesi and, Khaleesi and Drago. And marital embrace engage in the marital embrace <laughs> versus watching it happen is very different. So saying that the Bible has mature content and I am allowed to watch a show that has people having sex on it aren't equivocal. Well, let's take this back to if we're just going books, because you can also make the point that like, if we're talking at least in the realm of pornography, it can extend far past just video type content. You can throw that into anything else such as reading, such as, you know, any type of thing at all. And so I don't know if you can you make the argument of one is worse than the other. No, but it doesn't go into, as far as I know, a detailed play by play of sex acts and what people said and did second by second in the Bible. It might say like they laid with each other or something, but watching like yes you could write something equally lustful but i don't think that's what we're comparing it to in the bible yeah yeah i i think the definition of pornography is picture writing or video content designed to arouse illicit lust right i mean essentially i don't even actually i don't even is that just called is that just like sensual writing and pornography has to be images i don't know either way they're both wrong whatever you want however we want to define them any type of art specifically designed to elicit a sexual desire in somebody, I would say is wrong. What would you say then if the intent of the creator or the artist isn't to do that, but then as a, an audience, as a people, we interpret it in a certain type of way? Mm-hmm. How could that exist? Well, let's take the fact that like, for example, when it comes to any type of movie, right, the filmmaker will have their intent of what type of message they want to get across, right? And then, so even if we're talking, like, with the Joker movie, you'll have people who will say, oh, it says this, it says this, it says this, it can elicit this type of response in people. Like, it can stir some type of feeling in some type of person who can relate to that versus um, that's not what the, if you watch interviews with the filmmaker, and I'm not you know picking a side at all, but when it comes to the filmmaker, he'll say that's not what my intent was, but they still saw what was presented and took it some type of way. So if we're going ahead and the, the, beh- the behind the filmmaker, they are not trying to convey any type of attitude of arousal. Okay, they were just trying to maybe depict a an embrace between a husband and a wife, and they're trying to depict the love. But then you have someone who watches it, and then they just like, let's just say like some stupid guy right some like some man will look at that and just go oh wow girl you know what i mean and that's not what's being conveyed by the filmmaker but that's how the audit is what 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 do we do when it comes to that i think the easiest way is to just put it on the audience because like you said there, there could be something innocuous or seemingly that might 
arouse someone. And so it's on the viewer to know this is eliciting something lustful in me. Therefore, I shouldn't watch it. There could be something like a, a piston in a car pumping up and down that gets someone excited. Is that meant to be porn? No. But if it's giving you that response, then it's on the viewer. So we can just say that it's on the viewer. But then what does that do is someone could say, well, yeah, like I watch the sex scenes, but it doesn't do anything to me. Yeah, because I do think there's some truth in the sense that like it is different. For, like there are cultures where women walk around topless and it's not culturally is more acceptable. And I do think that that and there are other cultures where women are completely clothed and being much less what we would assume to be provocative elicits and the lists. same enlists <laughs> <laughs> the same lustful feelings in somebody but you saw footnut yeah exactly that in it with that content uh, with that context i i do think you will run into problems because yeah someone could say that it is always the case where like i don't that doesn't happen to me but it could you say well i think this leads into what i think your next point is going to be but could we say that as far as content if the viewer has an honest appraisal of their conscience that that would eliminate the intent of the creator explain that again sorry if the viewer has an honest appraisal of conscience what is taking in this medium doing to me does that then remove the intent of the author or creator so like he said they might not have intended it to be a lustful depiction but if it's bringing that response in me then i shouldn't be watching it you whether it was his intent or not if it's giving me that response i shouldn't do it i yeah if, if if it is giving you that response you definitely shouldn't be doing it but i don't think that removes the intent of the creator i don't think that leaves him blameless I think that, you, and under any circumstance, essentially, if it's leading you to, to lust, right, you should be avoiding that situation. And I think with prop, proper virtue and things like that, like, you know, in a nightmare scenario, you could say, like, a guy can't watch any movie that has a love story and be like, if you really are that, like, if, if, if it's really that bad for you, like, you probably need to seek, like, some sort of counseling to work on that, right, or something. But that would get better, essentially, most likely. But I don't think that, that that completely eliminates the the guilty party of the people who are creating it. So then as Catholics, would you say that it's our, I guess, responsibility to not promote? I don't want to get to that yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, reason being because I had heard an interesting point. I don't remember who made it about the difference also between a drawing and an actress on screen. Yeah, I think that there is a big distinction there, right? Why is the Statue of David okay? And why is the Sistine Chapel okay? Or a beautiful painting that has a naked woman that I don't know the name of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a movie character, not okay. And I think there actually is a big distinction here because going back to the rated M content, we're like, what about violence, right? We expose ourselves to so much violence. But I do think that that can be separated while this cannot let me explain so let's stick with the game of thrones example right i can show that so the actress who's most usually in the nude and that show is amelia clark if her character is punched in the face right 
or I hear about Amelia Clark's character, Daenerys, I hear about her being sexually assaulted or mur- being murdered, right? That does not actually kill Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark was not actually punched in the face. If I am looking at Daenerys Targaryen in the nude, I am looking at Amelia Clark in the nude. And I cannot distinguish that, right? I can kill whoever I want in the TV show, and that person is not a real person. But the actor is a real person. And to see them in the nude is something that is reserved for their theoretical spouse and nobody else. Even if it isn't for the sake of art. And this is why I think, like, I do think there is a very distinct, there's the, what? where's the line? I don't know where the whole line is, but there is definitely a line there where I am now looking at Emilia Clark naked and I'm not just watching Daenerys Targaryen being beat up or being killed or killing somebody else. I am I am looking at a person in a way that I should not be allowed to see them. So there may be a line, like we were saying, even if it's drawn or written, it doesn't have the same violation of another person as watching an actor or actress on screen in the nude. Yes, I, I, I think. Therefore, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still wrong internally, but it's not violating i mean you could i guess argue that it's the person who created that art but it's not that's not worth going into yeah what if like if we're just saying because it it sounds like we're kind of headed in the direction of it's wrong kind of period and so if we're going the route of like art just depicting the human body right in a non- sexual way or even let's go the route of like in an educational type sense of the human body right and how it how it works the anatomy of the human is that in a sense wrong too? just having because if we're saying like let's play let's go this example if we were created and the human body is beautiful right um what is wrong if it's not is, is it possible to see uh, a human body without just eliciting arousal in that sense well, I do think that that is an element of the fall, right? I don't. I think, right? We were not supposed to have to be clothed because we wouldn't lust after people. So I think there are precautions that need to be taken for differently for every single person. And I think it all just kind of more or less clicked in my head. Uh, let me let me see what you guys let me see what you guys think about this. If it is a real person and you are looking at them naked, that's bad because you have now crossed the line. Right, but what about this scenario, right? Where you do, or like you want to, there's a painting or a sculpture or whatever it is. Like, I don't think we could, I, I, it would definitely be uncomfortable to say that all those are bad. Or yeah, even worse, in, like Tanner was saying, in anatomy textbook, right? Yeah. I think this, there is a big level of what's the intent here. Is the intent to educate, to show beauty, right? And then in those cases, right? Because even if, even if I'm sculpting Alec in the nude, Whatever it is, like never that, again. <laughs> that sculpture is not Alec, right? I actually am. The, he, I am not looking, or anybody that looks at it is not looking upon the sculpture of Alec, right? So then, the my intent was to make art, and to and if you, as the viewer, it is bringing up lustful thoughts inside of you, then you need to personally avoid that situation. If looking at an anatomy textbook brings up a lot of lust inside of you, you should not be looking at the anatomy textbook. Again, then it gets complicated. What if the person is in school and they need to study it? Yeah, you got to figure out a way to make this work, essentially. But yeah. in a strict in a strict vacuum, right? If something is elicit- eliciting lust 
you should not be looking at it. But th- I think there is a place for there to be art. Yeah. That p- depicts the beauty of things. What do you guys think? I don't know if we can answer this without giving our full defense on what art is. Or at least an abbreviated version, because someone could say, like, take the exact same film where one is filming a couple having sex, the other's filming a couple having sex. One could be for the purposes of porn. The other one could be whatever, like we said, show the embrace or learn what it looks like in anatomy class. And how much free reign does calling it art give them? That's true, because if works, because if that's the danger with art is that if you're saying it's subjective, you can pretty much throw that and go, oh, well, it's art because it's subjective. I see it as art, you know, and so that is a very uh because that's the safeguard, right? That we yeah. put on the viewer of, okay, whatever it is, intention or not, you're, it's up to you to guard your heart. But at the same time, you are culpable if that's your intention. Yeah. I keep, I, I keep thinking about like, well, I mean, I definitely think for it to be considered art, like it has to be designed, you know, it is, it's meant to, to elicit, to bring people towards truth, beauty, and goodness, a conduit for God. Right. Which is a big assumption in the yeah. realm of and, this discussion and we'll need we'll need to probably do a full we'll need to do a full episode on that which yeah. i know is yeah. on the docket to do at some point but that does i want to I, I do want to ask that question too then when it comes to for going back to game of thrones like regardless of the intent behind that do we do we tell people yeah it's okay to watch something like that or do we tell people no because you know that's an element of it regardless on how much you're trying to get around does it arouse you does it do that is it this the fact that it contains that means that should we encourage or dis well not even encourage but like should we just strictly discourage or should we be just kind of like not have an opinion on that what what is our responsibility as catholics in regards to recommend to do we recommend something like that i think yeah it especially with 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 these kinds of things it yeah like we said this will tie in well i think to the next topic, I guess they are more connected than I originally had thought <laughs> because it is difficult. Right. And I, there was something that I think we blew past and I don't, I don't want to do a disservice by not going back to it. What you had said is, is there, are there things Tanner had brought this up? I think to some extent I'm probably butchering the wording, but are there things that cannot be shown unless you do this? Right. And I think I know that a big turning point for again, Amelia Clark's character is because she marries into that tribe uh, the Dothraki who are very violent, right? And they're very violent to women. And so she uh, essentially is raped by her husband. And then she eventually like stops him, teaches him how to properly love. And I could see like that is a, that's a substantial turning point for her character. You could say where she's like standing up for herself, showing how to love and brings into a loving relationship with her. So it is and contributing that, to the story. Could that be, have yeah. been done without first showing her being forced by her husband. Yeah, going um, going with that, it reminds me of my brother who who uh, wrote a book last year. Who for a while we were talking about a certain scene that he was debating, including in the story, where he goes, I, "As I'm writing this, as I'm going about trying to depict this person's journey and this and that, he goes, it popped in my head. I wonder if it would be a, if a r- rape scene would fit in there." And he goes, "I don't want to add it for shock value. I don't want to throw it like for any of that." But part of me is going, is can I get around? Is it possible for me to get around this and still get to the destination of what I'm trying to convey? Like, is this necessary to do that? And is that what we're supposed to ask? Is it necessary? And I think there must be a way to do it where you can get you can get the picture. And I think this is 
I am okay because I see where this is. I can see three steps ahead of this. Where, where my sentence right now, where I'm, I'm gonna land is you cannot do it as well, like strictly storytelling, but you can do it well enough where it's okay. You get the point across, and yeah, uh, the cost of doing it that much better is too high. Yeah, exactly. So they there's rape in the Bible, right? Like you can do it. Like you can create, and there it has been done. First one that pops into my head is the movie Kingdom of Heaven. Uh, with Orlando Bloom and other characters, and, uh, and so other it's about characters. The, other characters. it's about the the Crusades, and it's a fine movie, but there's a sex scene in it, and essentially it's kind of an awkward scene, really. But you get the point, and right before they have sex, the girl blows out the candle, and like you get it, right? You don't have to see anything; nothing is said, and I don't think it detracts from the story. I don't think having seen it would detract from the story of it. I can see what the having case having seen of, it would add. Yeah, having seen it would would not add anything. And I don't think, and I I know that that's not necessary because that's just a regular run of the mill sex scene. But as opposed to with Amelia Clark's character in Game of Thrones, where like it is a pivotal moment for her. Yes, you would lose part of the significance of the story, but there would be a way to get a to talk about it and and without it necessarily crossing that line. And I think you could do it well enough. But like Alec had said, the cost to do it better you can't is not it's too high. Yeah, that's what I was that's what I was gonna ask is. Should we, is it like our responsibility to sacrifice, I guess, what the next natural step or like progression in a story is to preserve that type of thing? And I guess my, 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 my response question to that would be specifically with what we had just talked about, where your brother had said, I don't want to add it for shock value. And could you say that anything like actually showing the act and showing the nudity, does that add anything solely to the story outside of the shock value and you know you hear the there's an audio recording of one of the directors of one of the game of thrones seasons where they're like and we're going to do like full frontal nudity in this scene and somebody asked him like why and he and he he actually says this is for the pervy audience that watches the show and again that's circumstantial and anecdotal but i think that specifically when it comes to these aspects right the only reason why you would actually show the nudity is for the shock value. And again, if it, Oh, I can't believe we haven't talked about this either. Right. If it is really about the art of it and the storytelling of it, then why is it always the girls that are naked? Why is it always like, it's something, I think it's like nine to one or something no, like that. No girls one naked to, to guys no one wants naked. to look at a guy's body. <laughs> exactly. But it's, it's specifically because the, the money of the industry, I mean, this is how the pornography industry exists, but even in the movie industry where sex sells to men much easier than it does to women, and so in the name of art, we're going to we're going to really play on the weakness of men. And I don't think that that does. And now that I'm actually thinking about it, that doesn't add to the story. You don't need it to add to the strictly story part of it. It may act to the shock value of it. But again, that's not necessary. Yeah. How hadn't we talked about that? That raises the question that Tanner's kind of been dancing around is what to what level do we support this? And like we've said, at what level do we financially support anything that is morally bad? But let's start. We'll start with specifically with this nudity in TV shows, right? Um, again, movies are difficult because you don't know. Like, there's the, there's the what's the movie of, that was about had Chris Pine in it about you know it takes place like after Braveheart, uh, Outlaw King. It, it went straight to Netflix. It's pretty good. Mm. But there's a random scene where Chris Pine is just fully frontal nudity out of the blue, and it's not even when you think it would be. Like, there's a sex scene, and it's like totally timid. Not and even I, then. I I had heard that there was like a full frontal nudity scene in this movie, and I was like. 
Uh, the sex scene was coming. Didn't think it was coming. gonna be Chris Pine. And no, I I knew no of Chris Pine because oh, okay. he had a, he had a whole thing about it. How he said he got a lot of backlash for it, and he made a comment about he was just like I don't really understand. It happens with girls all the time, and no one says anything. So he says like I don't. I'm not making a stance. He says it's just interesting to me that I do it, and there's something, uh, whatever. But it wasn't the sex scene. And then I was like that was weird. Like I was expecting it there. And then out of the blue, like a couple scenes later, he's like taking a bath in the river. And he just pops out of the river, and it's just like bam, right in your face. I was like, I was just being like, what? what this is a tide angle lens. Yeah. Just boom. Like, why? Why there? That was absolutely not necessary. <laughs> uh, but uh, what, what were we saying? Oh, because with movies, right? This is what I'm saying is I didn't expect it there. But in movies, it's hard because you don't know if it's going to be in in there or not. But like a TV show where you know it's going to be, to what extent? Are we allowed? Like, yes or no, can we watch Game of Thrones? If we had to make a statement, again, audience, take or leave what whatever you say. But opinions, I want to know from you guys. You got to put a stamp. Can you watch it or can you not watch it? I say yes. Do you want to get your vote in before? Yeah, I'd say I'd say yes as well. And I, I'm yes, my yes is with the caveat of cutting the, the sex scenes out for the reasons we had mentioned previously. And I think because the trouble is... Can we then not, even by watching it and skipping those scenes, we're still contributing to the viewership of this show, which allows them to keep making this show, which has something that of which we do not approve. And if you start going down that road, I think it's going to get to you can't watch anything. And like, I hope we'll talk about later, you can't buy anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that uh, it's important to approach it with kind of a discerning mind to I think it would be an individual kind of basis where I don't know if I could definitely say just yes everyone can watch this but the same way that movies have ratings for it's like if you're younger like a teen you can't just walk into an R-rated movie because you're not necessarily mature enough to handle some of the content you're not necessarily able to understand um, like if they depict something like uh, for example when I went and watched Joker there was a a mom in there who brought like her son who looked about four four or five and this is like a very dark rated R movie and I watched it and I'm I'm okay with understanding the kind of the story of a villain but then if someone who's younger who can't necessarily gravitate towards this is wrong it's i'm watching this and they're not able to understand like the horrificness or if someone's if it's very clearly being depicted like as a sin or something like that then they can't understand that then they shouldn't be watching that so it's kind of an individual basis where i can't make a generalization it's more of you know who you are. You know what would elicit a certain type of response from your your brain. And so don't put yourself into any situations or don't put yourself in the presence or watching any type of thing that you know you would have a hard time with. I don't like that. I am going to say no unless. So no unless you purchase something like VidAngel, where you pay money to show that I don't want to see nudity. Where then you are contributing, because like I said, if everybody who watched Game of Thrones watched it on VidAngel, they would stop putting in, cutting out the nudity scenes, they would stop putting nudity scenes in it. So you can, I think there is a way to watch it where you can explicitly say that I don't stand, I like your show, I really like the story, I like the complexity of it, but I do not stand for the nudity. And I do think it is a little bit different than, than what we're going to be talking about next. Because I do think like that line, like we had said, 
where you are looking at a real person who is really naked, I think that that is a line that cannot be crossed would be what I would say to that. Mm. That feels like half a dozen of this, six of the other to what I said. <laughs> no but way. But I still like yours better. Well, yeah, because... You said yes the if only you could difference, handle it. No, I said yes if you skip those parts. Okay, yeah. And you're saying only if you skip those parts. But the difference is that you're putting you're putting it in someone else's hands. You're putting it in Vid Angel's hands. Whereas, because I could be like, oops, I watched a little too long before I started fast forwarding. Or, mm. oh, that edit, I didn't cut it out quite right. Or, well, let's just make sure that it's not as bad. Right, there are ways that you can kind of toy with it. Whereas putting it in the hands of someone or something else is a little more severe. Yeah. No, but I think I think the statement of saying that I paid money to not see nudity, I think that that matters. Yeah. Not just the fact that you don't see the nudity. That ma- that matters that you're making a, a financial statement saying I do not want to see the nudity in this yeah. film. Yeah, I, I and you know I think that's the beauty of like having long form conversations like this is that you can kind of think out your thoughts and kind of process it all together. And like even me looking back on something that I said maybe two minutes ago, it's one of those things where I can look and go like, um, you can take that argument to anything where you can watch like any type of thing like pornography and go, oh yeah, I'm mature enough to decipher this type of thing. But then the point you're making right there is that if you look at the point where you're making about if you're paying money to do this, right, that then shows where your heart is. Because if you want to know what people value, they'll put money towards what matters to them. And so the fact that someone would make, you know, that clearly that clearly that type of choice. Um, but then that's also brings the question of, do we support the show? If I'm paying for that for me, but I'm still watching, that's contributing to the show. Right. But then millions of other people are watching a version of the show that it isn't censored, isn't clean like my version. So are we then culpable for, supporting that even though that will go out to millions of other people that don't have this service to cut stuff out like are we then feeding that which could then at some point lead other people to sin to have problematic you know thoughts or whatever it is mm-hmm. yeah that's the drop in a flood argument yeah it's not yes w- we are still culpable for what we are taking in and as far as like supporting the show because that's what I was going to say, you know, similar to Eddie's thing, whether we pay a separate service to pull things out or not, the makers of Game of Thrones are still getting the same amount of money. But that's like a long term thing where it's saying, oh, we don't need to spend our money to film this part. We can save money by cutting it out because they don't even want it. anyway. So it is down the road. But yeah, in this discrete instance, no, that's not doing anything. Yeah, maybe you not watching that part of the show isn't going to stop them. But it's still better for you. And just because not enough other people are doing it doesn't mean you then don't have to or can't. Yeah. And the with the your money your money is where your heart is essentially. There's some definite real truth to that. And I love that like people say, I don't want to pay the extra money for it. Well, you're saying this is the greatest story ever and it's your favorite story ever. You're telling me you're not willing to spend ten extra dollars a month. You really probably don't care that much about the story then. Because like I guarantee you, like if whatever story I move TV shows that I've really liked or movies that I've really liked, like I would have paid more money to see it. Like when the force awakens came out, I would have paid more than $10 to watch it. I would have paid probably a hundred dollars to watch it. Right. I did pay more than $10 to watch it. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying? Like if it really means something to you, you will find a way to make it work. 
almost though I think yes it's way down the line but it will never change unless that line is started here's the thing if I choose I don't watch it because there's there's pornography in it then like you're approved to everybody who you talk to about it I could never have a conversation about why I think nudity in TV shows is wrong if I can't at least say like what's good about Game of Thrones so because if everybody who doesn't watch just doesn't watch it they're never going to change but if we can say that there are you have a huge fan base of the show who loves your writing who thinks that there is a very important place in the world to tell the complex stories of human nature very good love the fantasy genre and we as a large mass following do not like the nudity in these shows that has a voice to but just to say i'm not going to watch it that has no voice so if any change is going to ever happen you have to almost you have to watch it yeah that's true because that's like that's like with the election coming up, right? If you not voting is giving more power to the people who are voting, whichever way you're going, that's the, uh, they call it the reverse Tinkerbell effect. The more people believe it, the less it's true. So the idea of every vote counts, the more people believe that every vote counts, the less every vote counts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that even points to the fact of like, when I think about like, when you talk about money like that that grabs attention that's kind of also similar to if you think about like star wars right you see a lot of people in disney if you if you're a nerd and you follow that type of thing you see that they're making like several changes as far as who's managing the star wars universe and the movies and whatnot and a lot of that is coming from fans not spending money on it because they have issue with how it's being run and so i think a lot of like i said it, it doesn't matter what it is how many people agree with that but if you get that out there and people have can latch on to that and they go, yes, that's true. I agree with that. And they're willing to either act with their wallets or by withdrawing their wallets. That does, that does say things that does have weight and power behind it. I mean, you know, when you looked at, uh, what happened with Eddie's favorite movie, the last Jedi, there was, um, <laughs> how dare you <laughs> when you, when you look at that, I'll um, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at, um, after that movie was released, and you see a lot of like what the filmmakers' response to fans was. A lot of it was just kind of like, eh, they don't know what they're talking about. Our viewership is <laughs> Our, so dumb. They don't, they don't know what it is, man. They don't know real Star Wars, you know, that type of thing. But then what happened was it removed, um, like it alienated part of them. And then so they didn't spend the money. And now th the people who were making those statements have to kind of eat their words and it's it's changing now you know what i mean like all of a sudden they bring in a new director and then new plot things are changed people who make them are all changing because of what happened with money you know yeah. it makes it all good money makes the world go around so i think this would tie in perfectly right so what about let's say anybody has any other thoughts go ahead and i think this will all tie in very well to our next topic mm. Can you financially support a company that supports something that is wrong? I do think that it is a little bit different than just the, because the, I think there is a different line there, right? Because I think the equivalent would be, it's not like, all right, let's just stick with the Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones has pornography in it, mm. right? Supporting Starbucks or buying Starbucks for having, for them willingly donating money to Planned Parenthood is different, right? It's Do like, they? it's almost, I mean, that's what everyone says. I, I really haven't okay. done the research on it. Okay. Um, that I've been heard, heard it so many times. And just what I've heard from, you know, what the Starbucks executives have said about these kinds of issues, I would imagine that they do. But again, I don't know. So someone wants to fact check. 
it would be like Starbucks having abortion clinics in their coffee shop. Or it would be like Game of Thrones taking some the, the directors and donating money to the porn industry. That is different than it itself containing it. I think that, that there is a distinction there that I want to make right off the bat. Yeah, I think... Well, that's actually not the point I was going to make. I was going to say the difference, like if, if Starbucks made a specific drink that said this, 100% of the of what you pay for this drink goes straight to Planned Parenthood, then yes, you shouldn't get that drink. But if they're saying we as a private company and private citizens take like to take our profits and donate to Planned Parenthood, I think there's an extra step there where you're not paying for their donations. They can do whatever they want with their profits. You're paying for the coffee. But then money always, so money is money is a tool for fueling whatever like you, you want to do. You know what I mean? It, it, it kind of, you will go ahead and do with what, like your money will serve as a tool for like, if you love, if you love going, like you love traveling, your money is a tool that allows you to do that. If you want to, you know, bring about, build a new park, build a new park, money would be a tool for that. And so likewise, when it comes to something like Planned Parenthood, when it comes to their um, abortion clinics, right, money is a tool that will allow them to do that. And so what would you say to the counter argument of your money, your, 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 this is only giving increasing what's in their little tool belt, what's increasing in that. And so it's feeling that so that your money is not necessarily funding the abortion, but they have the ability to do that because they're still a company at the end of the day, which means they have to pump their money back into paying their employees and they have to put it back into um, the cost of owning like the location that they're at and whatnot. But they wouldn't be able to have that money. They wouldn't be able to support Planned Parenthood if the money was tighter. Because if they didn't have it, they would go, well, we as a business, that's number one priority over putting money towards that. So what would you say when it comes to, to that? A few things. One, it's a government-funded agency. Two, the argument from practicality is then you can't do anything because somewhere down, some everything is so intertwined that if it's not Starbucks, it's the company from whom they buy their cups or whatever it is. There's then you have to check that everything from the harvesting of the res of the resources that lead to the ink that gets printed on the cups and where they got the trees that turned into the cups and where they got their milk and every single aspect of everything that has to do with Starbucks would have to be perfectly clean from everything, not just donating Planned Parenthood, but anything with which you disagree has to be perfectly clean or else you can't do it. So just from a practicality standpoint, that can't function. And if I may interject towards that practicality thing too, you'd even have to apply it to friendships. You cannot, like my friend, right? My friends are getting married and they want me to buy, to get them a toaster. Now they've got two toasters. Uh, <laughs> And they want me to give them a toaster. So I get them a toaster. But I also know that they support Planned Parenthood or they whatever. They they or even them personally like to spend their money to watch to buy pornographic videos and watch them together as a couple. By me buying them a toaster, they now have forty expendable dollars with which they can go and buy pornographic DVDs. Um, Instead of so, paying for their toaster. So because they else they would have had to pay for their toaster. So I think there has to be a line somewhere where it is as long as I am not explicitly supporting something wrong, like I have to allow for people 
to make their own choices, even if I disagree with them, essentially. Did you have another argument? That's just, I'm just no, interjecting I think with that, practicality. That even goes beyond the practicality of it because that's allowing someone in principle to be their own person. And it's saying that the reason, and it is coming back primarily to intent, your intent of buying something and their intent of selling something, which was my point of the specific drink. And if I would say that, can I make that argument? Let's, I'm going to ask, could we say that if you previously drank coffee bean or Pete's coffee and you found out Starbucks donates to Planned Parenthood and coffee bean doesn't. So, but I support Planned Parenthood. Parenthood, so I'm specifically going to buy Starbucks because they support Planned Parenthood. Would that be wrong? Would what be wrong? Me sh- buying Starbucks coffee over Coffee Bean because Coffee Bean doesn't donate to Planned Parenthood and Starbucks does. I would say yes because I think if you're very much made aware of that type of thing, because I think it's different from being very much aware and changing what you're doing to support that versus just kind of not knowing or just kind of not. That's like not knowing like that ignorance. I feel like, I mean, both, you know, you say what you will because as Catholics, we're supposed to be very well aware of what we, of how the we live. The word is woke. Woke. <laughs> Stay woke, man. Um, woke culture. Um, I think, you know, so we're supposed to be aware of that type of thing. But I would say that if you're making that, if you're someone making that change to where you're going, huh, they don't support Planned Parenthood. I'm going to go to that one, which is supporting Planned Parenthood. But is that intellectually dishonest of us? Because we're saying that, well, there's a difference. They can do what they want with their profits. Mm -hmm. If there is that line, then it doesn't matter where we're going. I think all things the same. I think you would have the obligation to support the one that you know is good if all things the same and i mean all things like if you like starbucks equal to coffee bean and we i don't even know what coffee i don't know whatever coffee company and they're equally as convenient to you and you don't have to drive out of your way you should you should go you should go about going to the one that you know is good but i think even if you just like starbucks coffee better you can make the argument that like maybe that's you should evaluate that, you know. But I don't know if we can because I, if we're going to say that it's separate, don't we have to allow it to be separate? Mm-hmm. Cuz it does feel wrong to me. It does, but I'm saying intellectually if we're going to draw the line at I'm buying coffee. They can do what they want. Um I think no because I think in the same sense, right? If you know of one and again the the convenience argument is going to be a, a not a hard line, but like it's five more minutes out of my way and I don't like it and it's a little bit more expensive, but if it's within reason, right? And you know, and I know for a fact that this company is good and maybe even they're under fire for it, right? Like Hobby Lobby is, for, is a good example. If you can go to Hobby Lobby to buy something that you can buy at Hobby Lobby, I would say that you probably should because in the same sense, it's not because you are not, it's not because you are not doing something bad it's because you are now doing something good you are showing with your money that i am supporting this company that is i i that is good i want them to succeed right i don't think that doesn't feel fair to me Mm -hmm. well what about because then if i'm supporting another company i'm wanting them to succeed no you're not not necessarily again because if 
if it's inconvenient or if the taste is really that bad or the quality is worse, then you have the right to, to choose the one that is good and that, that does a better job of meeting your desires of coffee, right? I have a desire or flight, whatever. I have a desire to get the, my primary transaction with you is to get a cup of coffee, get an airline ticket, get a, a product. And if I need to do the one that does best by me in that respect, but if things are the same or, and I would say that this is why I'm saying the line is a little bit wiggly here because close enough, right? I think you could say, I think it's within reason to say that you should support the other one. Practically, I get it. There's a part of me intellectually that it doesn't feel consistent. But would it not be, I mean, maybe even it's not, it's not that it's wrong, but it would be better if. Could you could you could you see yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, you're definitely safer doing that. But cuz I think it would be better if, right? Like if there was if Hobby Lobby was two more minutes away from company that is known to be bad. I actually really don't I just hear again, I don't do enough research on this stuff. I think I hear Hobby Lobby is really good. So they're closed on Sunday and all that stuff. I you could say it could be an act of charity to go out of the way the extra 2 minutes and it would be better, but does not necessarily mean make the other one bad. Yeah. And and I think also too that every single business company has the people who are running it like every single person out there has either like I don't want to say an agenda but some type of what, like like priorities for them, personal priorities. And then I think in today when it comes to the issue of abortion with how with how big, you know, and how important it, it currently is in this day and age, I would say that, like, for example, if a company is taking some of their profits and pushing it towards, like, a um, something like contraception or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, that is, I would say, obviously two very bad evils, abortion and contraception. But then if you're taking... If you're kind of going to weigh the stronger of the two, I would say that, yeah, every company is going to spend something. I would rather, I would, I personally would rather, would prev, would want to prevent the, abor- the abortions from, from spreading, from the idea of there's more of them for um, kind of pushing the I do too, but it. I'm saying that if so, we're going to allow that, we're saying then that we are supporting it. Supporting? Supporting the company that, is in favor of something with which we disagree financially. You are you are indirectly supporting it. And now, granted, you are morally allowed to indirectly support something, I would say. But that doesn't mean that if you have the option to not indirectly support it, that you shouldn't. Yeah. If possible. Yeah. And and things like that. And I think that I think that there you there is more wiggle room on this than than we possibly probably think. Like I do think there is cause to say like sometimes you have to choose between the lesser of two evils, right? Like this is the, and not necessarily like, and I think that people are going to twist my words there. Like not saying there always is the case, but choose the lesser of two evils as opposed to a third evil almost like take the voting thing, for example, right? If both candidates are bad, you can't Mm -hmm. just say, I'm not going to vote for either because Mm -hmm. the, I would say you probably have the moral obligation to to vote what you believe to be the lesser of the two evils Can you flip it and say... Instead of what's doing less evil, what's doing most good? What well, is, no, because yeah. you can't do that with ignoring evil because yeah. it could bring the most good and the most evil. Yeah. But something like that where yeah. if you're picking between two evils, the one that brings more good, as long as it's not more evil as well. I guess, yeah. And I think it is it is sloppy. But like I said, if I have to choose and by my not choosing, one of them is going to happen – so I'm pretty, and I, and I would probably need to do more research onto like the voting because that's so it's most clearly with the voting, 
if candidate A is terrible and candidate B is very bad, and I choose to not vote for either one, actually, but I don't know. Like, would you be morally obligated to vote for either one of them? I don't know. I guess that is that is the question. If you're, I would say that if you're not gonna vote, then you have to actively be against either of them being there, mm-hmm. even if they get there. And I think, well, I do think you should at least vote, right? You should, you have to, you, in this, in that case, you would have to at least vote, you can vote for and a say, write-in or and whatever. say write in and to show that you, I want to vote, but I don't support either one of these um, people. Uh, but yeah, I think digressing a bit. Um, as far as this goes, I do think that if you have the opportunity to do better, you can, and it would be a good thing, but it doesn't necessarily make it bad if you don't like like I like I'm, is what I, I think. So this where, is I think where I want to be. This is on the assumption be. that you can indirectly support something with which you disagree. Yes, but if you could, if you do have the option to indirectly support something that you do agree with, you should, within reason, should don't have to. Should don't have to. And again, but I also I, I would also say like, for me to, I guess this this would never happen, right? But let's say Starbucks supports something I disagree with, and Coffee Bean doesn't. Starbucks is farther away and I like the coffee less, but I choose to go to Starbucks anyway for whatever reason. Probably not good. Well, again, why would that ever happen? But so yes, you can I think where I want to where I want to stake my flags, I think it's cuz again the problem is you know, and everybody always likes to go off on the Girl Scouts, which also I heard that they don't either, but yeah. Uh, but I, I I'm like 90% certain that Starbucks does. But anyway, that's not the point of the argument. But people love to like, you know, though there's the people who are adamant do not drink Starbucks, right? There's people who are adamant do not eat Girl Scout cookies or whatever it is. And you just gotta be careful going down that road, you know? Like yeah. because be careful where you where you because you're gonna live and die by that, right? Because then I could just throw it back in your face. Well, you support this, you can't go to Target. You can't go you can't use most airline companies, you can't whatever it is, and there is problems with that in the practicality sense. So I think where I want to stake my flag, final point, is you can indirectly allow or like i guess it would be your indirect support but what i mean by indirectly support is support a company who supports something wrong unless what alec had said that company is making a a specific note that this is where this money is going like making it making it explicit today every 90 percent of the money that we that we have is going to planned parenthood don't go to starbucks on that day garage sale where 50 percent like i'm driving by there's a garage so 50 percent is going towards planned parenthood don't go to that garage sale because they have explicitly made that about that. But as long as it is not like that, you are allowed to. And if possible, again, and the, the, the what where that line of convenience is for you is different for everybody. Like, uh, like I said, com- take commute time, price, taste, quality, all that you take calculate on your own. But if the convenience is not, it doesn't get in the way. Try your best to to, to indirectly support something that's good. What about when it comes to like, for example, I remember months ago there was a thing about J.J. Abrams saying that the money he made from this, he was going to go ahead and it wasn't Star Wars, it was some other movie, like a smaller one. And he said, this is going to go towards supporting Planned Parenthood. Would you discourage people from watching that movie when he's doing that? You could say he's the director, you know, he's taking his money. But at the same case, if you're if would this bring about an idea of 
similar to how the audience said this was Star Wars, like we're not going to do this, right? Um, if people didn't go see that, would that then discourage in the future people who are making movies or whatever to would that discourage them from saying something from from putting out a proclamation like that? In a discreet instance, would it depend on if he's getting paid in a lump sum or as a proportion? Because if he's like getting paid at the beginning. He got all his money he's going to get. Whether you yeah. go see it or not doesn't matter. But if he's getting paid one cent for every ticket sold or whatever it is, then you could say that by going, you're giving him money. I don't think it matters because, again, it's his money. He can do what he wants with it. But he made it explicit. He made, he did. But he, he made it explicit. I, I, want, I think to be, to be consistent, consistent yeah. I would say, again, I think that that's where, and again, to what convenience right there is how much research are you obligated to do on this? I would say probably not much because then you would have to say you have to do research on yeah. everything. But if but someone, I would say, if someone were to say if someone were to make that statement, the research was in front of me where he was making a proportionate amount of money to which he had explicitly said that he was going to donate. You are not morally allowed to go. If it is a lump sum, right? This, cause this would be the same thing as a Starbucks employee saying like all the money that I make from my paycheck from working at Starbucks, I am going to donate to Planned Parenthood. That again doesn't seem because that's their own money that they're going to be making regardless of whether or not you buy or not. So I think it's as long as you, it, when it becomes your direct support of someone who is explicitly saying this. So the lump sum would mean go see it. Incremental or proportionate sum would mean don't see it. Again, not really your responsibility to figure out which one's which. But it is interesting that you had said if people had, if people had not want, gone and see it, yeah, it may have been discredited, but. Again, just because he says it or not doesn't mean that he would actually do it or not. Fair, fair. But I think that him, like that would then discourage in the future people from making these types of statements because obviously... But would it discourage them from making the donation? Um, I would hope... Well, again, this is... We have to say it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, true. We would have to. And also, they would have to know that we weren't seeing it specifically for that reason. It's not just, oh, this didn't do well. What caused it? They would have to know why. Fair, fair. Uh, I do want to say, I looked, so on girlscouts.org, they have an FAQ on social issues, and it says, does Girl Scouts USA have a relationship with Planned Parenthood? No. Girl Scouts of the USA does not have a relationship or partnership with Planned Parenthood. What is the Girl Scouts position regarding human sexuality, birth control, and abortion? Girl Scouts does not take a position or develop materials on these issues. That's a biased source. <laughs> what does Wikipedia say? <laughs> oh, good to know. Show me the books. I'm just kidding. <laughs> feel free to continue um, to eat those tagalongs, yeah. baby. I am, I feel like we arrived more at conclusions than I was expecting to. Because mm. I feel pretty confident about both of the conclusions that we... Like, I would be confident to say, like... this. Has, I would be confident to tell people, this is what you should do. Yeah. Like, th- like... Well, I think it's easy to say this is what you should do case by case. Like... Yeah, you should go to Coffee Bean instead of Starbucks in the situation we did, breaking down like yeah. the full extent why. But it feels easy to me to say yes. I just want to know why it feels easy. Yeah, that's why I'm pressing. But that. especially, I was not expecting to arrive at like a definitive statement about that we that we arrived at for the especially the the nudity in TV shows. Mm. I, I wasn't I, I wasn't anticipating that, but yeah. I feel like 
we it was a good conversation. We'll work on your anticipation skills. Cause just yeah. good, just good conversation. Actually, I was just talking to a friend of mine who says that she hates the term "good conversation" because it always comes across as like a humble brag. Like, mm. like I'm just really good at cover. Like, it's just a good conversation. And really, what that meant is I'm just really impressed with my own thoughts. Gosh, <laughs> I just, I just dropped so much truth everywhere. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. If you're listening, shout out Mary Beth. Uh, sorry, <laughs> but I do think very highly of the thoughts. I just <laughs> well, there is a podcast, so. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, all right, any that's all final I got. thoughts? Uh, I think I'm doing good. Right on. We got this is three sinners with some stories on our hearts. Mm. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>